You know, we got to talk about how important it is not skipping meals and making sure our children, when they start with the right foods, you know what? That That's the beginning of good learning. Well, you, you wouldn't believe it, right? You're going to find out next on the Bob Jeswald Show. Personal power. People positive. The community of connection. This is the Bob Jeswald Show. All right. Uh, so today's a great day. It's a great day in the neighborhood whenever we have the Columbus Health Department under the umbrella of the Department of Public Health locally here. We got Latrice Love in the house. I finally got her. We did some uh, Kids Summer Cupboard programs together where we, we talk about uh, good, solid food and nutrition and making sure kids don't skip meals. But we were going to go a little younger than that. The WIC program is what you're over. You're the director now of, tell everybody what you just got promoted back in December of 2021. Yes. Um, hello, everyone. Um, as Bob said, my name is Latrice Love. I recently became the Nutrition Service Director um, for the WIC program here in Columbus, Georgia. So we provide healthy foods and nutrition education for women who are pregnant, breastfeeding, postpartum and children um from birth to the age of five well you know what when you think about this latrice it, it's sad to think because you don't think we see so much now lately which is really scary the the scarcity of formulas when this podcast is on this is 2022 of uh may so you know end of april may of of uh, 2022 and you know that that's that's an issue and especially moms who can't afford enough of course they get the WIC program to kind of help them out but even then, you know, we don't realize how many young children are not getting the proper nutrition. Yeah, and especially with the formula shortage, it's scary. We have moms calling the stores or the shelves are bare, but we're able to call all the stores and say, hey, do you have any formula? Call that mom back and say, hey, this store has it, and they're able to hold a few cans of formula for you so they can go and get those, feed those babies because every mom can't breastfeed. They have different situations with the health of their baby. So it's our job to make sure that we're providing them with the nutrients they need. And moms need to eat, eat well, too. Yep. I mean, especially if they, if they are breastfeeding. I know, is that sort of a... A romantic fantasy you see in the movies or in magazines that mom, the child, you know, you know, comes right on the mother's breast and gets to do it the right way. You think this is the only way, but uh, you know, my wife never was that fortunate. It just kids did not want to do it, <laughs> you know. So you have to have formula and you have to have something else. So a lot of times we can't. Is it the? Is it just necessarily a, um, a socioeconomic issue with women not getting the proper nutrition for their children when they're after you know as an infant? Um. I think it just depends on everyone's situation. Um, everybody is going through something different. Some people just don't know what to give. And sure. that's one thing I lo love about our program. We're able to educate because I have a mom who says, oh, my child won't eat vegetables. But we're able to go in and say, okay, have you tried making a smoothie? And I was like, not a You're bad able idea. to yeah. get fruit. Hide everything in there. Yeah. Yep. You can throw it in there. You can throw spinach. You can throw fruit, um, strawberries. You can put yogurt in there. Great source of protein, vitamin D, calcium, everything that child needs. Um, and they can get it in there. It's just all about educating our parents. That's fair. And that's, you hit the nail on the head. Education, education, education. How much the power of knowledge can expand and do good things for our kids. What's the detriment? If we're not getting the right vitamins or the right balance in an infant, and again, you work with pregnant mothers too, right? Yep. So we started, let's talk about the womb to, to birth and as an infant. What, take us through that journey. What's, where, do, where do we start and how do we, and who's eligible? And what woman, how would they know if they're not doing the right thing or whatever it may be? 
So during the prenatal stage, it's very important, A, for the mom to eat um, because we may be so focused on our bodies, but it's making sure that growing infant gets the nutrients, making sure you're taking a prenatal vitamin, making sure you're getting that B vitamins, that folate, because that's going to help with brain development. Uh, because if the mom is lacking those nutrients while the baby is growing, then it can affect the baby. It can possibly cause premature birth. It can cause birth defects. It can have possibly have any different types of complications if that mom is not getting the nutrients it needs um, and making sure that they're eating a variety of food, not just eating um, grains and making sure you're getting your fruits, your vegetables, your protein, everything you need, your healthy fats, uh, because it can impact the uh, development of the baby. And think about that. I mean, we think of the brains Mm -hmm. developing are so critical. Could there, are there learning disabilities from not eating well in the womb? And then once, or could it start a healthy child then in an infant child, not getting what they need? Are you, are you worried about that? Do we see a big problem with that in our communities? I'm not going to say that nutrition is the cause of a learning disability. No, but I believe that nutrition is key in helping to prevent any diseases or disabilities. Um, it's yeah, just sure. a part of it. It's a overall picture. I like the education part. To, to get it, I know this is state-funded and whatnot, but what do, we, what do we need from the community to help support? I mean, of course, you know, Columbus Health Department can't do it all themselves here locally or like Department of Public Health around the United States. What are we kind of doing to educate, to get people? Is it easier to educate or to get the problem, try to fix it, or it's what do you what do you think i would say it goes back like you said education making sure that our communities know we even are there know that we exist um putting our ads on the radio being on the podcast sure. someone may hear this and like oh i have a baby mm-hmm. i didn't know because it is an income-based program but you won't know if you, you qualify until you apply uh, because we're able to provide those foods, even the breastfeeding support, anything they need. And then being at the health department, we're able to connect you with other resources. So the car seat grant, um, you mentioned sure. um, developmental issues, so children's first. Anything that mom and baby need, we're able to navigate them to the right resource. What concerns you the most, like seeing people come in? What do you like, oh, gosh, I can't believe this is happening. Or did you, taking on this job as a director, now you like see things in a different light? I definitely see it in a different light. Um, wow, my biggest concern. And you see stuff out there, and you know people are coming in. Would you like? Do you like shake? What would you shake your head at and say, "Oh my gosh, I wish I could just fix this"? Or why are why is this happening? It could be something personal on somebody's level, or is it just people just not knowing? I, I just picture a lot of people, you know, especially when I see them giving kids just sugar stuff when they're younger and infants too. I mean, when you're just not giving them the right proper nutrition? That's a tough question, to be honest, Um, because we do have a lot of parents who are educated and are feeding, you know, their children the right things. So we're just able to be an assistance to it. Um, But it's a lot of scenarios. I can't even think of one right now. Um, Like you said, it, it, it is personal, especially parents will share what they have going on in their lives. And we're just able to be a lot of times a listening ear. Yes, it's nutrition, but sometimes it's just therapy, just to listen to our parents and our moms um, and just to provide those services. Almost like a counselor almost, right? Yes. Yeah, it sounds yeah. We provide yeah. nutrition counseling, but it's counseling. It's You're able to listen and navigate them to things that you didn't even know you needed when you started that conversation. That's great. Yeah. So the services are available. I mean, I want people to know you guys are there to help the community. It's, yes. You know, it's, it's you know, free. 
uh, you know, you can make an appointment. I assume you got to make an appointment. Do but easy way to do it, like go online to the, to your local. Uh, you can go online um, and it'll navigate you to our 1-800 number um, to make an appointment that way. And then one of the big things that's coming up that we do every year annually is our annual farmer's market. Uh, I love it. Yes. I know. So tell me about that. And where is that going to be? Um, so the ones here in Columbus will be at the Columbus Health Department on Veterans. Of course, within mm -hmm. our health district, there are 16 counties. So every county health department in the area will have a farmer's market for our WIC participants. And every participant that's active over the age of six months will receive $30 oh, nice. for fresh fruits and vegetables. And the farmers come and set up right there. And the participants are able to pick out what they want. So they have collard greens, um, plums, peas peaches, tomatoes, sweet mm. potatoes, cucumbers, whatever you can think of. And they're growing. And that's one thing about the program. They're putting back into the agriculture in the state. So these are local farmers throughout the state of Georgia mm -hmm. who come with their fresh produce. Um, we have great farmers. They have great produce. And the participants love it. You know what's awesome about that? I'm just trying to think when you just said that. I mean, you're getting healthy food. Yes. And they're getting a chance to even cook it themselves and do whatever they need. And I'm sure they're going to tell them how to prepare it and whatnot. So that is a part of the education we yeah. provide before they meet with the farmer. We're providing them with education. We give out farmer's market books. We give out handouts on how to freeze your vegetables properly, uh, like how to blanch them with recipes. So they're knowing what to do so it won't go to waste when they go home. Because you get a lot of produce. Sure. Um, depending on how many children you have in your home, you may get up to $120. So you want to be able to freeze it so you can use it. I love it. Gosh, it's making me hungry just thinking about I it. Know, and here right? in the Deep South, we get good collard greens. We're yep. coming out of that season at the time of this podcast. You know, nights are cool, and those big green leafy vegetables are the best that grow in this and climate. Pick them and cut them up. Oh, yeah. They're going to be so good. Gosh. Mm. Are you, are you hungry? I am, actually. <laughs> I haven't had dinner yet. <laughs> i got to go to that farmer's market. Okay, but open to the public, too. I mean, general public, people come down. It's not, actually. It's not. Okay, well, it's good to know, because Columbus Health Department's there. You, I picture you're a vendor next to them. Is that how it works? Are well, you running it? Well, we actually set up in the parking lot you're on setting Saturday. It up. I got gotcha. you. Mm -hmm. okay. um, it's not open to the public. It is for WIC participants. Okay. And then the sing singer's market is separate from WIC, but there is a market for a senior citizens okay. as well. Which, you know, we could talk about that too. I mean, as the nutritionist, you, you, I know you're specific with WIC. Mm -hmm. Do you go beyond that at all? Or are you trying, if somebody comes here you, or you have other services in there that would help out the seniors? and? Yeah, we others? do have yeah. other services. Actually, we have a program that we're developing now to help outside of the WIC population to receive nutrition services. All right. What got you into being a registered dietitian? You obviously are passionate about it. Is it just something that you thought, well, I like medical stuff, I like health and wellness. Did you eat healthy your whole life? Are you somebody, because you look, your skin is radiant, you got this great smile, you, you, you know, you, could, you kind of, you have the whole perfect package for being healthy. I, I don't know what it is. Is that is that fair to say? Thank <laughs> you. You have a healthy look about you. Thank you, Bob. Yeah. Well, honestly, growing up, I grew up with my grandmother. Um, she cooked. Oh, I bet eat. you she cooked yep. like mad grandmothers. Cooked. Oh, grandparents. Oh, my grandmother used to cook too. It so. was good. We yeah. didn't eat out a lot. Um, right. She made sure before I went to school, I yeah. had breakfast. Of course, I ate lunch at school. When I got home from school, dinner was mm -hmm. prepared. Even on the weekends, she cooked. There was always, so I grew up thinking eating at home was the norm. Um, and the way I got into nutrition actually was I went to school to be an engineer. Oh, gosh, no. Yeah, completely. Gosh, three, that, well, well, I didn't say 360, 180. Yeah, you're yeah. not kidding. So oh I went gosh. to school to be an engineer thinking, oh, I'm good at math and science. I want to make a lot of money. And I was miserable. Like, I didn't enjoy it. And I remember one day one of my friends asked me, she was like, Latrice, what do you enjoy? What do you want to do? And I was like, I love food and I like helping people. 
And I did, like, the career counseling test, met with a counselor, and I discovered nutrition. So I took the basic one-on-one class. I was like, I like this. And once I got into it, I was like, I can cook because there's so many avenues you can go with being a dietitian. And I switched my major my junior year of college. Good, okay. Right. Just so like that. I'm almost uh-huh. done. So I switched my major um, and I went into nutrition. I love it. Like, I know that I am walking in my purpose and my passion because I'm able to help people through food. That's because so food cool. is yeah. what we need, it's the basis to our health. So you can start with educating with the food that can try to help prevent some of those chronic diseases that we may develop. I That's so true. My grandparents were really important with it. My grandfather used to make us pick burdock, wild burdock, which we used to call it. It's an old Italian thing. He, he would call it uh, gardoons, garduni. And the garduni would be blanched. It was a very, not like a rhubarb, but it looked like that plant. Okay. It had a real stocky, like almost celery, but very, really fibery. Couldn't eat it that well. But it, if you blanch it and you peel it slowly and then you put it with egg, you make like a frittata out of it. Oh. And it has a lot of anti-inflammatory properties. You can actually go to places and find it. Burdock is a is a natural root that gives you and plant and the leaves they have broad leaves on it too that um, are good for anti-inflammatory a lot of greens like dandelions and stuff like that we used to eat a lot of that but that came out of the great depression era i think because it was it was affordable because it grows naturally wild in the area so we would take advantage of that but it seems like a lot of those old traditions and you being so young and a war eagle too war eagle yeah she is she went to Auburn university <laughs> so with all that going on do you find the difference between your grandmother, which she's probably about my age, I'm sure. She's probably, <laughs> so I'm dating myself here. It's starting to find out that people, when they come in here to guess, they go, yeah, I'm thinking, wait a minute, I could be your dad, but wait, she's, uh, that's kind of, anyway. So uh, what's interesting is, is that before when your grandmother and her grandparents, and they they didn't worry about all these diseases and everything they have, and, and neither the kids too. And I think they you, were growing a lot of their own produce. There you go. And yep. you did say something too. We, you did not go out a lot because grandma made sure you stayed home and ate a home cooked meal. Yep. Is that a problem in our society? Do you see that being a problem as far as why we're having behavioral issues possibly or more disease and a lot of disabilities? People, a lot of people eat out. It's quick. It's convenient. And I would say when it comes to eating out, it's your choices that you make. So, of course, I'm not going to tell you to eliminate the things you enjoy. But if you do have to eat out frequently, so if you're on a go, you're busy, maybe choosing different things. So not always choosing the chicken with the fried chicken on the salad, maybe switching out for the grilled chicken. Um, okay. So you can make healthier choices when eating out. Because sometimes you do have to eat out or sometimes you're just tired, don't feel like cooking. So just making sure that you're making better choices. But that still having the things that you enjoy. Because yeah. you don't want to deprive yourself of the things and then you are miserable. And you're like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to binge eat all the pizza I want because you told yourself you couldn't eat it. But just making sure that you are choosing healthier options when you do have to eat out. Is it is there such a thing as that in the newsroom here earlier tonight, somebody brought in pizza and it had the, the pizza topping was uh-huh. actually what you put on chicken wings, that is hot like a hot sauce, oh. and it had chicken on it with cheese. It smelled so good. How and they it? offered, oh, so it was just, it was just, I had one slice of that. And then on top of that, he had a thing of like these little, what are they called? Cinnamon rolls. Cin- cinnamon rolls. Thank you. On the pizza? No, above the pizza. Oh. Box. It came with a pizza place, sold cinnamon rolls. But I mean, that's kind of the call. I mean, when you see that it's fast food, it's good. It's so bad. It's good. But if I eat all that and then on top of, it, I go have like a plant-based burger tonight mm-hmm. and then I go drink a lot of water and then I work out. Is there, is there, am I getting rid of that 
cruddy food that I just ate? Is there such a thing or no? Or do I have to wait for it to pass through my body after I just poison myself? <laughs> what, what? So have you heard the saying, you can't outwork a bad diet? Yes, that's yeah. what I'm trying to find out. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You're, that one meal is not going to mess up your workout goals unless that's your, like if you were eating pizza, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then trying to work it off, no, because okay. you're eating, okay. you're consuming way more calories from that pizza consistently and then trying to work it out. But if you have pizza, okay, you work out like normal, and then tomorrow you have your oatmeal and eggs for breakfast and you have your, I don't know, grilled chicken for lunch. So you see it's yeah. not an everyday consistent thing. But, no, you just can't outwork all the pizza you ate off. You just, I got gotcha. you. Okay, so that's that's good to know. So I'm within moderation you're good with that, yes. which is good. So with WIC, explain WIC to everybody too because – a lot of people, and, and I don't want to digress from your what your specialties in, mm-hmm. but the, you know, I you know I start thinking when I watch these parents just give their kids junk, and I see teachers. No offense, I love my teachers. Don't don't get me wrong, they're our heroes. They are our physical heroes. I love them, and I appreciate every teacher that's out there educating our children. But my kids were in class, and when they were in elementary school too, and they would just give them candy on top of candy, reward them with candy. But when I was in school, now it's all about peanut allergies and all this, so they can't bring peanuts. But I remember our teacher used to give us a peanut because it would give me a natural energy with something good, a legume. Mm-hmm. But there's so many different allergies now that we never seemed to have back when I was. And I'm not, you know, not too much older <laughs> than you, but I'm older than you. But I'm just thinking back when I was, what, what's going on here? What, what do we, is that shouldn't we be educating them at that level too? I mean, and I'm not accusing all teachers of that, but there are teachers, they like to just, they just, everybody thinks it's cake and goody. I just, it kills me because we're, and it goes back to education. I know, but. Well, I will say, because when I was doing my dietetic internship, I did do a rotation with school nutrition and school nutrition, they have guidelines. They have to give a fruit, a vegetable, a dairy, a grain. So you do know the meals that they are receiving are nutritious. Um, so they're receiving their breakfast, their lunch while they're at school. And I don't know if they get a snack. They may get a snack, but yeah. they are getting a nutritious snack. So maybe the teachers aren't giving that much candy. Okay. Maybe we maybe just see just, the candy okay. at holidays. Yeah. Um, but I will say school nutrition as a whole, they have to provide nutritious meals. Do so we know they're getting them. I ate everything on my plate in high school. I did. No, seriously. And people would laugh. They would actually slide their tray next to me. It hasn't changed from the 80s. I'm thinking <laughs> all the way until I graduated from high school. But what's interesting is, is that we you see so much of that when I go to the schools. Now the kids just throw out so much of their food, and it's shameful. Yeah. It is really shameful. I can't believe how much food waste there is that gets scraped off that plate. They don't eat anything. And I'm going back to elementary school level. And you're right. I, I do agree. The, 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 the cafeteria ladies, they deserve everything. And the men that are working in the food services, they are providing stuff i eat everything on there i think it's fantastic but for some reason kids they just think is it just a stigma thing oh you gotta eat a lunch and it's it's truly it's a it's a terrible waste kids are a tough crowd when it comes so to how food. do we get to, how do we stop that because i see it i mean i'm not i i'm just it to me i mean from what i've seen they waste so much of the good food that's in there we you guys are working hard and educating the schools are providing the right in the cafeterias, and I'm not talking about individual teachers. Maybe you know, treating them with a little snack, a sugar <laughs> snack. But but I'm yeah. I'm going back and talking about the, the the actual physical cafeterias. When you walk in here, it smells good. You know, got a little peach cobbler inside, like you said, a little grain, some bread, um, a fruit uh, cup or something. Or if it's not a fruit cup, it's fruit. They'll put on the side peaches or something. And you know, we're here in Georgia. But what what do we? What do we do to stop it? Because it, it is. There, and there's other countries that would just kill for that. It's just so much food waste. And these kids, it, how, how do you tackle that? 
So one thing that I know that schools are doing are starting local gar- like gardens. Okay. And especially in elementary schools, they're teaching the kids to garden. Okay. So that's they're true. garden, okay. they're growing it. And they see, oh, I grow I grew this. I can eat what I grew. So that's one thing that I know that school nutrition is trying to do is incorporate the kids. So by doing that, they're more likely to eat the foods that they grew. So let's get that garden going. That garden. It sounds really good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's from you know, farm farm the table kind of thing. Yeah. But it's like, you know, the kids get to participate in that. We have a partner in education um, on post at Fort Benning. And we, we did that a few years back at Stowers Elementary. And we, we made a garden. We created it, made a big raised bed. And it would put all the vegetables in there. And the kids actually did what you're, what you're talking about. So. Yeah, I said I wanted to do like potted gardens, like on my mm-hmm. balcony. Oh, I haven't nice. Done it yet, you haven't done it yet. Yeah. Uh, one of my best friends, she's growing everything like she'll send me pictures of what she's oh, growing good. So, yeah. that's good that's good what's your favorite vegetable Ooh, brussels sprouts do you really good for you i like it like i call them mini cabbages yes yeah, it's, it's like mini cabbage they kind are. Of like, and they're not hard to cook what's yours my mine uh, i would say my favorite it's not beets although i know beets are good for you i just if they're prepared like roasted i like them um with a little balsamic vinegar yeah on it, but I would say really, I, I like collards. I, I'm grown to like collards when I came back down south. I've been back here again 16 years after, but but I like to cook collards because it's they're it's easy to do. You could season them any way you want, but right. I mean, you, you put them in and boil the heck out of them because you it get takes all the nutrition. It takes a long time, yeah. and you let them sit there all day. And when you get to that point, put a little bit of uh, hot pepper sauce on it or a little hot whatever sauce. hot sauce and. You know, if you want to stock it with, uh, you know, sometimes I want to be healthy, I'll put like turkey bacon in there, but it's really the sodium that makes it what it is. And maybe a couple little shots of uh, pork, but make sure it's like healthy pork or something like that. Like if there's such a thing, is there such a thing as healthy pork? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so what I do, if I do yeah. use pork or if I'm cooking yeah. it or when my family cooks it, I won't necessarily eat the pork, right. but it's in there to give it flavor. That's it. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm so you're it. looking for the flavor and not actually eating the meat that's in there. Cause my grandmother, she would put fat back in there. Sure. All that good stuff. Um, but I just want to eat it. I would just eat the greens. Sure. Now I like turnip greens. Now turnip greens do, they have a little bit better taste mustard greens too yeah, and thing. you mix them together yeah it yep. gives it a nice peppery like kind of mm-hmm. taste um i like that it's good i'm glad you said that which is really good too i i also like um yeah arugula is good i, I used to make um i used to get some arugula from a uh, farm mm-hmm. and it that's very pepper that's like they say it's peppery so all the time you gotta hit you gotta crave it but it what i would do is because it. it's not eating it raw in a salad is it mm, takes it you gotta really yeah. coat it with some dressing but I like it if you cook it and then you make it like a cream of arugula soup. I had somebody tell oh. me how to do that. Oh, let me tell you that. That's really good. Because then it gives you a flavor. You can deal with it. Maybe put a sweet potato in there. And I was going to say together. rutabaga. Rutabaga, too, is good. You're right. Rutabaga. Mm-hmm. And then um, what is the other big root thing, too? It's, uh, um, oh, golly. It's purplish looking. It's got a um. wax. Oh, for crying out loud. Um it's like a rutabaga, but it's called uh, uh I'm descri- oh, I can't gosh. think of it right now. I'm looking at it. I know. Can it's you see big, it? It's purple. Yeah, um, they grow here in in Georgia. Oh my gosh! I know. Oh, my mind just went blank. I know. Me too. I can't think of it. Maybe we didn't have the proper nutrition today. <laughs> did we? Did we miss something? Maybe we didn't have a cup of coffee. Did you have lunch today? Uh, yes, I did. I did. In fact, at lunch today, I did have a salad. I had I had anchovies on uh, Caesar salad. I made. I had a turkey sandwich. Oh, look at you. you show me up, Dylan. Look at that. So you had the turkey. <laughs> that's what we had at work. So, okay. But that's healthy. That's good. Does your work, do you guys provide it to health department, your own meals? Do so you have a cafeteria there or do you just... We have a break room with a refrigerator, but I um, uh, typically bring my lunch. Do you typically cook for everybody? Uh, I have 
before. Like if we have something, yeah. I've like cooked and brought it. Mm-hmm. So working at the the, <laughs> the public health department. <laughs> so you're sitting in there, and I keep I can't help but think for a moment. I know, oh, even though you're over the WIC program director of services, and and you're you know you're that nutritionist and you're a registered dietitian. Do you find yourself kind of eyeballing people and saying, oh, my God, I can't believe what they're eating. They shouldn't eat that. She shouldn't eat that. Do you find that? Are you policing people? So I'm not the food police. But what's okay. funny is okay. if someone walks by my office and they see me eating gummy worms or something, oh, like, Patrice, you <laughs> Busted. Like, I'm like, I'm human. Like, I, I eat stuff I like. Like, it's no rules. Um, I enjoy things. So actually people police me when I see I'm so, eating something. So it's more you, but you should be leading by example. So if it's in there, that's right. I do, but I enjoy snacks too. <laughs> so you're human. Okay. Yeah. I'm that's human. Good. But like you said, but you do it all in, you know, you make sure you do it in proper balance mm-hmm. and all that, which is really good. I, I like that. So I, it's so, it's so hard. If you have to tackle, what would be the biggest challenge you think the, what we're facing in the United States today with learning disabilities and kids with, and with nutrition, what is the, cause kids will come in and they're falling asleep. If they skip a meal, what does that do to them? You, you're low on energy. Okay. If you skip period. a meal. So if you're, that child is not eating breakfast or anything and all they have is their first meal is lunchtime, they don't have any energy. So they can't focus. They can't learn. Um, when you don't eat and that's not just for kids, that's for adults too. Mm-hmm. Um, making sure that you are eating trying not to skip meals so because you need nutrients to focus to get through your day. Because um, you can tell the difference when you – do you ever skip breakfast in the morning? You're rushing or – Sometimes I do, and, I, yeah, and it, I could tell. I, get, I, I don't when perform I have a headache well. or yeah, if you're you not feel... drinking enough water. Sure. Uh, yep, got, See, right got our water. We got our <laughs> we're, we're fueling up here. We got tons of water. Making sure you're drinking enough water because your body needs that, and your body will tell you when you're missing something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's your skin, because you mentioned earlier, like, sure. with my skin, like yeah. – um, is dry when I, I can tell like, Ooh, my mouth is dry. I'm so like, that, is that a sign? That's interesting. You say that. Cause when I get that, is that a sign of dehydration or something? Mm-hmm. Or I did not know that. Yep. And I especially, I noticed that like, especially at work when you're really busy and focused. Dylan, here comes, Dylan's supping his water right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I haven't drunk any, cause you don't, sometimes you don't realize it. Um, so I have to yeah. make sure I keep my water visible in my sure. water bottle. I'm like, Oh, let me make sure I drink some water. Okay, yeah. That's good. What are, what are some good, what are, where are we going now? What, how do you look ahead? I mean, what, you're just not reactionary. You're proactive in what you guys do. Yep. How are you being proactive now? What's the proactive stuff that you guys are doing, especially in our community today, facing these challenges with proper nutrition, or should I say improper nutrition in some cases? Um, so from health department side in my job, we are out and more in the commu- community. We have public health on wheels. So we're doing outreach events. We're set up with WIC and other programs and giving out handouts and just asking people, what are you eating? Um, and just giving the education. If they share they have high blood pressure, we'll talk about decreasing sodium. Oh, sorry. Sure, okay. yeah. <laughs> decreasing sodium because that can affect your blood pressure and just trying to assess what people are eating, but really just being Boots on the ground, out in our community, partner with other community partners. Gotcha. That's really good. I have uh, my daughter right here who's coming back from Stars Mill. She's uh, my track track and field girl, and she, uh, I'm just telling her, I heard you did well. <laughs> <laughs> um, she did hydrate because I made good. sure for our athletes yep. and the kids because I can tell when she underperforms, she's not, she's not drinking enough yep. leading up to it days in advance. How much of us are dehydrated is from kids to elderly? Is that, is that a systemic problem or is that something that we see or not? I don't know the numbers, but a lot of people surprisingly don't drink a lot of water or enough water, I should say. 
Um, and I'm glad you brought it up about yeah. your daughter and yeah. athletes, making sure that they are fueling themselves on the proper thing. So instead of eating a bag of chips or a candy bar before she goes and runs her track meet, a banana, peanut right. butter, or apple and peanut butter, something where she's getting those carbohydrates for energy right. and that protein you know, for her muscles because she's going to be bur- burning fuel, uh, making sure we're burning, getting those proper nutrients. Gotcha. Yep. So she, she that's what you have to do. What, what do you recommend, though? Is it good to have sugary kind of hydration products are those really good when i see kids drinking a gatorade and they're not working out or sweating it is that healthy because I, I see that a lot. i see kids coming with a bottle of gatorade why would you drink that do you gatorade really- does have a lot of sugar in it um i think it has maybe 20 30 grams of sugar um but if they're not moving not active drink water um get your hydration from the water okay gotcha so yep. it's better do we drink too much water and do we lose proper you can drink too much water um if you drink too much water i mean like excessive amounts of water you can't excrete the sodium out of your body because you do need sodium um it does have benefits for your organs so you don't want to drink too much water like you want to you don't want to drink like two gallons of water a day okay that's a lot how Um, do you get the sodium back just eat something with salt in it or is that the right way or um so Certain foods have sodium in it, so your body is naturally going to get it from the foods um, because you need it, so you don't want to excrete it all. But I was going to say with the water, you don't want to overhydrate, so you don't need to drink two gallons of water. The kind of way to remember is to drink half your body weight. Okay. So if you weigh, let me do some easy math, 160 pounds, ideally you need 80 ounces of water. It's kind of like a key way to remember. Of course, you can drink a little bit more plus or minus, but ideally – a key way to remember is half your body weight in water. I, I said this before too. When do you know if you're if you're not physically calculating every little ounce of water going in? When do you? How do you? What's a good way of an indication of your body knowing that? Would you know like a day before? Are you? Is it through process of elimination? You know if you're eliminating more, urine's clear or what? what is oh, the okay. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yes, I don't know why it took me so long to go in that direction. Right? I should have said <laughs> uh, urinate. Do, do if you urinate a lot. I should have said yes, your yeah. urine can tell you. So if you ever use in the restroom and you see you have dark yeah. urine, like dark yellow urine. Evaluate. Did I drink a water enough water today? But if you say, "Hey, I did drink three or four bottles of water," then you may want to see a doctor. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. Why? So, why is that? I didn't know. But yeah. I'm saying, if you did know you drank yeah. enough water and you're yeah. getting plenty of fluid, just to make sure you don't have anything going on with your okay. kidneys. Okay. Um, but just normal drinking water, it should be like it can be like a hint of yellow, but it shouldn't be like dark golden yellow. Sure. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Unless you took some vitamins. Sometimes I drink have vitamins. Yeah, certain foods that you eat can affect the color of your urine. Um, I know years ago when I first ate asparagus, it made Oh, it's a terrible smell. Yeah. And I was like, what is going (laughs) on? Scared Um, the heck out of me the first time. Yeah, asparagus is one of those foods and nutrients can affect your urine. Yeah, and why it has such a potent it's so crazy about asparagus. This is around the topic. I love stuff like this. When I ate asparagus, the first, it like goes through you like almost immediately. Immediately, it's bizarre. Yeah, it's like I you don't, eat asparagus and you, you pee an hour later and you could smell the asparagus. That's yeah, that I never knew why I haven't like odor. done yeah. the research. I'm like, hmm, I just eat this. Let's asparagus. do some research. On it. Yes. I want to know why asparagus, but it's good for you, right? Yes, it is. What Lots is it about? C. What is it about? Is it uh, is it vitamin C mm-hmm. in there? So your uh, fruits and vegetables are typically high in vitamin C. Um, and some of your other vitamins, A, but um, C is definitely one of them. Interesting. I didn't know that C was in a lot of fruits and vegetables. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I like an orange you think and oranges, stuff like that's yeah. all I think of. I think those are vitamin C mm-hmm. foods, but vitamin C and, and vegetables, I didn't realize that they, they mm-hmm. predominantly have that. Yep, vitamin C, A. Um, most of your B vitamins are kind of come from um, 
whole grains or a B vitamin. So it just depends okay. on what you're eating. But your fruit, your food are packed with vitamins and minerals. That's it, and that's why you re- you prefer that. Speaking of which, do we supplement? I know when we say formula, of course those are supplements. You're talking about like an actual, actual vitamin. F- vitamin. What do uh, you think about? Is that is that good for us to do? Do we really need vitamins? Is this a, is this a lazy way of just skipping a meal and popping a vitamin? So my first answer, of course, I'm gonna go straight to food. Okay. Um, consuming food is gonna give you the vitamins and minerals you need. But if you are lacking in something, first talk to your doctor. They can do your labs. Then you can supplement if needed. But ideally, you can get the nutrients you need from food. Interesting. Okay, yep. so it's always that way. So don't take vitamins every day, but just kind of is it good to just balance out? Like if you you think I'm not going to say that. Okay, I'm going to okay. refer you back to your doctor. Ah, but see how she, I give me okay. the correct answer. Okay, sure. Uh, refer right. you back to your doctor, but from a nutrition standpoint, you can get the vitamins and minerals you need from food, unless you're lacking in an area because body may have something going on that we don't know about. Um, so your doctor will be able to tell you if you needed a vitamin. Processed foods and non-GMO, all that. Can you explain it to me? Because they say non-GMO, is it organic is better. If it says non-GMO, does it really matter? So a a lot of our foods are processed. Some foods are processed more than others. Um, So you actually want to limit your highly processed foods. So that's going to be like your Debbie cakes and your chips because those are more processed. But your Lettuce that it was picked and bagged, that had to be processed in type of way to put it in there because it's not coming directly from the farm to your table. Like, you didn't go out there and pick it. So some food is some processed in some type of way. It's just limiting the highly processed foods. Okay. That one that does come, you use a lettuce coming out of the garden and, and it goes in somebody's hands. What makes that, what changes it, since I'm not picking it myself and eating it within the next hour let's say it, it or plucking a tomato off a vine outside of my backyard and and then eating it and consuming it within minutes what's that period when it transfers over what makes it what are we doing to it that can make it not as good i'm not saying it's not as good okay i'm just saying that that is a form of process they have to pick it they oh, have I to wash it saying. they have to box it i gotcha okay. compared to where if you were going outside pulling that tomato from the vine okay. so that's why we have to be careful when we say oh no processed foods because our foods some of our foods are processed. That's an interesting, I didn't understand that. When I would yeah. hear that, I'm thinking they're doing like injecting it with something so it doesn't like fizzle, preservatives, cover it with yeah. wax, that kind of thing. But it's the highly processed gotcha. foods that you want to limit. It has like the added added salts into it. Sure. Um, so I'm trying to think of something, um, maybe deli meat, because okay. we know that has sure, salt. Sure, cured and salt, yep. yeah. Compared to... We'll use the tomato. Like, yeah. we know, they picked that tomato, they washed it, and they packaged it. But is it genetically modified, not necessarily a bad thing then? Is it, or is it just makes it a bigger tomato opposed to a little skinny, scrawny one? Or is it better to get the tomato that's kind of naturally and deformed? I'm going to go with the natural answer. Because okay. I don't know a whole lot about GMOs to okay. just say, I would have to do my research. Sure, okay. Um, to but make no, sure I, I give the right answer. No. But organic, we could talk about that for a minute. You know, you think back of all the pesticides and... And even antibiotics on animals and stuff like that. When we want to eat something. How does one afford it? Especially when we're talking about even going back to the WIC program. A lot of these women are on a real tight budget. I, I've noticed that organic foods are so doggone expensive. How? Why? You got industrial farming on one end. I understand it to, pro, to make sure the world can eat and, and high consumption. But but at the end of the day, how do we how do we really get to eat healthy if we can just get that food to be less you said processed or or make it organic enough where it's not getting sprayed with all kinds of chemicals and everything else and we ingest it because i can go we can go to the store now and how would i know what 
And that's what's the bummer of it. You know, this, I'm going to say just from a yeah. not professional answer, just a personal sure. answer. When you said about the tomatoes, like I'm choosing the one that looks, I guess, normal to me. Um, yeah. And that's, I would say the same thing for a person who cannot afford to buy organic, choosing those fresh items that look normal because okay. some of the stuff looks big and scary yeah right um, yeah so yeah just <laughs> it's like choosing this ain't the, normal to see this it's on steroids yeah choosing the things that you can afford because you can't afford you don't have to get organic you can just get the regular bananas sure versus the organic bananas i think that's how people who may have limited funds they can just choose other options gotcha yeah okay I, and that's fair I, I mean i could see that and i think if anyone listening if you know, you got to be a smart. You're a smart chopper yeah. anyway, and you got to be wise. But do it with your food because that's what we're putting inside. And then our buy bodies. what's in season. Yeah. Um, because right now strawberries are in season, but I wouldn't buy strawberries in what December because strawberries aren't in season. So of course they're going to cost more. And when you buy fruits and vegetables in season, they're more cost effective. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like blueberries yep. in this particular time when you and I are talking now. I noticed that in the stores. It, are there? Is it is it good for the human body? Because it depends where you live. Like certain times of year, is that when you should eat certain foods? I heard somebody tell me there, is that just nonsense? Like what's in season? Yes. Do you, so I'm not going to su- say it's our not- body work better or something? Because, you know, it's, do you it's get what more- I'm saying? Or do you just eat that food all year round and it's not, you know, it's been either shipped in from another country or it's been frozen or processed, you know, frozen in a sense, part of that process of getting it to you. Yeah. Frozen vegetables are fine. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, I think it really just depends on what it is because, like, those strawberries, they may not be in season, but they may have grown them in California, yeah. and they flew them to Georgia. So, you know, in California, it doesn't really yeah. get cold there. So, sure. okay. they may just taste a little different. And yeah. So, that's when you're coming up there, and that's where it comes on now. Yeah. Now that makes so, I sense. think that's what they meant, just eating the foods that are in season. I like it. Okay. So, what should we be putting on our table every day i mean when that's what confuses me like we should always you know always tell you as a kid and you told us the dietitians back in the days or in elementary school you see the lady come over there just like you and say make sure you have this you have so what color be represented plate? so what should I, you know how many th- servings of fruits and vegetables I, i'm so confused over that so what, your ideal, how do you know yeah. your ideal plate should be so if we, let's say i'm a drum plate sure right here. and you could show it on the camera too afterwards your little diagram okay so this is your plate. Okay. So just drawing a circle. With drawing it. a circle. Okay. So this will be our carb. So this will be like your your rice. Okay. Then you're gonna do your protein. So we're gonna have some baked chicken. Oh, I see. She said baked. I like and that. then we're gonna put here. This is gonna be no our fried chicken. Can't have all that breading and everything. Else. Mm-hmm. Our fruits and vegetables. Okay. So this half of your plate should be. Okay. Is that good? That camera? Looks good, yeah. Yep. So half your plate should be fruits and vegetables. Um, then a fourth of your plate should be your carbohydrate and then your protein. Interesting. Yep. So so that's it's not that complicated, but how many times a day are we eating that? And, and are small frequent meals a big deal for you, or is it just your biggest meals early in the day and then at night taper off? You know, that's another thing that... It's different for everybody. That's okay, a so special it's not thing okay. about nutrition. Okay. And even if you were to work with a dietitian, nutrition is individualized to your body because we're all different. Okay. Um, you're different. I'm different. We're all different. So what do we eat? Making sure you're getting enough food through your day is ideal. But nutrition is individualized to that person. For some people, they eat small frequent meals throughout the day. They eat breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner. Some people eat 
three large meals so they're getting everything they need. And I know at the beginning of the conversation, we talked about pregnant women. So pregnant mm-hmm. women, they're going to eat frequently throughout the day, but they may not eat really big meals. They might have as much as they can have for breakfast. And like, oh, I'm hungry again. Yeah, sure. And they're going to have a snack. Um, so making sure whatever nutrition looks like for you, making sure. So it may be three large meals, so breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or it may be five to six small meals. And by small meals, I mean your three meals and your two to three snacks. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I can see so what, that. Is, um, okay. what does it look like for you? For me, let me just give you today. Okay. I'm just going to give you today. Okay, so today I wake, I wake up today, and I take a, I saw an avocado in the refrigerator. Healthy was, fat. Yes, good. Healthy I want to make sure that was it. So it was already ripe, too, uh-huh. so it was ripened. And I cut it, and I was able to take the, the little seed out of it, not little, it's big seed out of it, and then scoop it out. I put a little lime juice on it because it kind of, Gives it that taste, like what they do in a restaurant. I saw yeah. it because I saw them do it once before. <laughs> take lime and squeeze on it. Yeah. So I take that and I put on a piece of, I have Ezekiel bread. I like to have in the morning because it's not, like when you said about grains, it's not, it's like spell, it's like for Ezekiel in the Bible. It's like this yeah, is the way the, the seven grains, seven grains that you're supposed to eat. I guess I seem to do well with that. I don't have any problems. Mm-hmm. Then I spread the avocado in there. I might put a little bit of red pepper on there, not, you know, the you know flakes on there, not a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'll eat that. And then I had an egg. Uh, that I took and I scrambled, I put it in the microwave and one of those little egg things, mm-hmm. take it out and I'll combine that with it. Avocado so I did. Toast. So there you go. I yeah. mean, that's what I ate this morning for breakfast and lunch. I told you I had the salad with the anchovies, oh, anchovy. I don't know if that's the salt. I guess it has a lot of sodium in it, but there were the little brand, the little King, am I allowed to say this? Uh, King Oscar brand in there. And those <laughs> skinny little anchovies in there, but super salty. My wife hates it. It turns her off and no one likes I've the smell. I've never had anchovies. Uh, yeah, if you never mm. did, you probably, but I like it. It's just, I like it on, and it should be. A Caesar salad's supposed to have it because they put it in a Caesar dressing, sometimes like a little anchovy paste, they call it. Um, and it, it's kind of a bl- plain salad, but with the anchovy, with a little bit of croutons, a little bit of uh, Romano cheese, and that's it. And then I ate that. Then I had some chicken breast strips that were, that I found in the refrigerator. <laughs> I eat that as a snack. And I had some fruit. I had some uh, pineapple and um, blueberries. And then tonight, when I'm done with you, I have these little protein burgers. They're, they're I can say it since I said that too. They're Beyond Burger. I like they're, they're, yeah. Burgers. Okay. Yeah. So it's plant based. Is that okay? And I want to talk to you about that too. Is it okay? To, I want to talk to you in a second about that. But for people to eat that, but, um, and should we be giving our kids this? But I ate that and I had an apple and I'll carve that apple up and eat that. Now, is that, am I doing okay with that today? But would you think, Bob, you're doing okay or am I missing something? You're doing okay. Okay. Yeah, I was so, waiting to hear fruit, but then you told me you had your fruit but in But that's the only fruit that I had. Now, sometimes I'll have the banana, I'll, like if I have pancakes, I'll mash a banana in the pancake batter for the kids to kind of hide it in there. It's usually ripe. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that's about it. I was, you know, just because of that. But you know what's really weird? I still, I'm hungry. And I'm, it's not like I really worked out a lot today. So listen to your body. If okay. your body's telling you you're hungry, then you may need to eat a little bit more. Okay. Yep. It's not a sugar thing or anything to worry about. Probably, of course, I know you're going to say see your doctor, but <laughs> <laughs> it's always a go-to. I do but that But no, too. if, you're, if yeah. your body is telling you you're hungry, okay. it's okay to eat. Okay. Yeah, All we right. have to listen to our body. So okay. if my body's saying, I'm hungry, I yeah. need to have a snack. Okay, yep. so that, that's so you can not have complicated. Dinner. Okay, that makes sense. Yep. Okay, so you said that. Okay, so that's it. Now, going back to that plant-based stuff is that this seems to be new it seems to be the new crave everybody's going i say berserk about it but it seems like it is is it because we're you know it's hard to get you know meats now and cattle and stuff like that so we're deciding to do that is this healthy for us yeah there's nothing wrong with a plant-based diet um with a plant-based diet you are getting um 
you're getting lots of nutrients. And actually, for people who may have high blood pressure or some things, having more of a plant-based diet is good. Okay. I'm not saying you have to go on a plant-based diet. You can still eat meat. But incorporating more plants into your diet is great. Okay. Yep. They heard, to remember tofu, the tofu scare, the soy. Is that is tofu, I heard, could be just as bad as eating something that's not healthy for you, like uh high in cholesterol or something that's not so healthy. Like we're thinking, well, soy so good for you, but you got to get organic. Would it have to be like organic tofu, like a soybean that's good or soybeans? I mean, I eat soy. Okay? I it eat okay? it. Okay. Um, so from the research that I've read, because um, okay. everything you want to go back to evidence-based research is making sure you're not eating excessive amounts of soy or excessive amounts of anything. Okay. Um, but having some soy in your diet is okay. But of course that goes back to your body because some people can't um, tolerate soy. They can't eat soy for whatever reason may have a soy allergy um but you can have it you just got to make sure that that's not your only source of nutrients i got you yeah. okay and uh eating uh see maybe three or four sardines in those packages layered a week is that sardines too much? are actually high in a really good nutrient and i can't think of it which one it is but sardines are uh -huh. like a, I know they're omega three fatty. Yes, omega three fatty. Yeah, acids. but but it says it right on there, so you think you're you know yes. if it says it on there, it must be good, right? But it's true. Okay. So everything you read on the label may not be true, but for sardines, that is true. It is high in omega three fatty acids. Interesting. Good. Yep. So why would we? Where do we have to be wary or cautious, especially our kids, and we're kind of looking and navigating and finding different foods? When do we know? That could be, you know, that that labels is more drawing in, or it says, you know, a lot of times the labels do fool you. I understand it's marketing. Mm -hmm. When do we know it's it's marketing and trying to and just kind of fooling you where it's really too much sugar or not good for. So if kids. it says like you look at a label and it may say like low in sugar, actually turn it on the back and see how many grams of sugar are in there. Um, and my key thing that I tell people: the lower the number, the better. Um, okay. So if it has thirty-two grams of sugar, that's a lot of sugar. That's, if okay. it has nine grams of sugar, that's a better option. So yeah, ideally with sugar, um, you want to look for the lower the number, the better. And then there's going to be total carbohydrates. So it's going to be like your total sugar, and that's going to be added sugar. So say, for example, if you're eating something, I'll use apple juice. So you might get apple juice that's 100% apple juice, and it says no added sugar. That's a better choice because the first ingredient is going to be apples because it's truly apple juice. Okay. But if you purchase an apple juice and it says total carbohydrates is 52 grams, added sugar is 40 grams, that's telling you 40 grams of sugar was added into the apple oh my juice. Gosh. So that's how I got the 52. So that's the things you want to be careful with is looking at how much. One of the things is looking at how much sugar is in something. So if it says low sugar or low in sugar, look on the back and see how many grams of sugar is in that product. Are we looking at the carbohydrate? Because when you see stuff like it'll show sugar and then it'll show carbs almost evenly matched. So on a label, so, I wish yeah. I had one. So yeah. you'll say total carbohydrates. So your total carbohydrates is your sugar. Um, that's in there, but under it is going to say added sugar. So that's the actual sugar that's added to it. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So that's when you know it's the added sugar. Yeah. How much is too much sugar a day? Uh, how much should we be consuming? And is that based on weight? Um, I don't know the number off okay. the top of my head, but the American guidelines with nutrition, it does tell you how much sugar you should have. So the, the key thing I just say is look at how much sugar is in an item. So okay. go for the lower the number, the better. If it has 30... A high number, like 30 grams, that's sounds, a lot. It sounds like that's high. Yeah, especially if it's added sugar. I, but I, if it's something like natural sugar, meaning it's a piece of fruit that's going to have natural sugar in it, that's fine. That's why I drink my coffee black. I laugh when I see people get coffee and they put 50 tons of sugar and yeah. cream. 
which is another sweet and sweeter sweetener. And it's like, why even drink it? I try to keep it as natural to its, its base. But what about, you know, yogurts? I mean, yogurts, you could get a yogurt, but then it's like your, how's the benefit of the yogurt for probiotic when it's they got 50, there's like a lot said, of like 38, options. I see yeah. 38 grams of carbohydrates. So the same thing with the yogurt. There's okay. a lot of options when it comes to yogurt. Yogurt is great. It's a great source of protein, has vitamins in it. Um, but look at the label. Um, some sugars are higher in sugar. So you might have the yogurt that has candy in it yeah. and the sugar, um, not sugar, excuse me, the fruit at the bottom. But going for the one where read the label and it has like, it may be not saying that low fat, it's the better option, but low fat is typically lower in sugar. So looking, reading, and see how many grams of sugar and taking your time when you're shopping and comparing the labels. Gosh, because what do you, what's your, what's your favorite snack, Mr. Dillon? Um, that's a hard one. <laughs> Put it on a spot. Honestly, I've been like, just like snacking on like almonds and like peanuts recently. Okay. Now that, now what about that? Is it, could you have too much nuts or is it? I'm going to be honest. I had like, like a whole like bag of like, Probably like ten servings of like almonds yesterday. So how much? Uh, so what? You know, when they say you only should have a handful of something like handful of nuts, I've heard that. Is so that the true? recommendation, um, pretty, I think typically on the label may say a fourth of a cup or something. That's equivalent to a handful okay. um, when it comes to your nuts. And another thing that when it comes to snacks, you can pair them. Like because okay. sometimes you may be hungry, and you want to pair your almonds that you said with an apple. Okay. Um, so you're paying your protein and your carbohydrate. Oh, I see so what you're saying. Can, that's not a bad idea. Is it now? That's I'm glad you brought that up. Is it good to combine foods like that? Just don't eat all carbs. Should you always be pairing it with something? Does that help your digestive system? Is that it keeps you process? feeling full? Is it just merely a feeling of being full? Okay. And other like nutritional okay. benefits. I want to get too technical, but pairing yeah. your food is important. Um, so pairing your protein with your carb and not just eating the apple. So okay. you may. I mean, it's. A, Okay, to just eat your apple. But if you want to sure. pair it with your peanut butter, you're still getting protein. You're still getting fat. So you're getting uh, overall um, okay. nutrients. Good. That sounds good. I like the way you say it. You make it sound, <laughs> makes it sound so good. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's fantastic. So uh, so fish, we talked about that. Oily fish, we talked about the you know the way to you know, make sure we pair some of that food up, which does sometimes give you the fullness so you don't kind of binge on something else. Um, fasting. We know kids, we were always talking about don't skip a meal, but should we, is it okay once in a while to just skip a meal? What, what do you think of that? Or is that something, I'm not throwing you a curveball, am I? No, Or but... is it a fastball? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's interesting because there is research on intermittent fasting, but I don't want to say yes or no because someone may hear me be like, hey, that dietitian said I should go intermittent intermittent fast and they may have a sugar issue like yeah, a low glycemic you may need, have you may be have, a yeah. diabetic and you need to be eating consistently throughout the day or someone may listening and say hey let me go intermittent fast to lose weight and they're not eating enough and then they get sick so i'm not gonna really i'm gonna say actually meet with a dietitian or talk to your doctor to sure. get the best answer for you sure right because yeah. every individual will be a little different yeah. okay i don't want to say anything but it's not like outlandish i mean you heard it before you know you hear yeah. people say yeah and there is research on intermittent fasting i'm definitely not saying it's um yeah. A good thing or a bad thing yeah. but i would just i would want to be careful with my answer because i sure. know the listeners are listening and nutrition is a sure. hot topic so um, i would definitely say talk to a professional talk to a registered dietitian or even talk to your doctor so is america are we the bad people that set a precedent of just eating horribly with fast food or because we still have the opportunities out there you said that in the beginning research look it's there mm -hmm. 
but we do have, I mean, where we look, it's, it is about fast food and fast food is probably one of the worst things you can eat, you know, pulling up. And I mean, it's, it's there for a good reason, mm-hmm. but not to eat every single night. Right. Not to eat every yeah. single night and just making sure if you do have to eat it frequently, um, more than just like your occasional Friday night meal, what you're choosing. So if you are choosing, like I said earlier, if you're getting the salad, getting the grill instead of the fried, or even if you do get the fried chicken sandwich, opt for a water. So just making okay. some modifications with your meal. I like that. Mm-hmm. That sounds pretty good. I, I'm I'm hoping that everybody, that they're hearing this today, of course, we got a link at the bottom of the page here, especially for w- women and children, and you you know had the WIC program, the importance and the necessary, uh, you know, you know, for development, for proper development for our yep. kids in so many different ways, setting them up for teeing them up for su- success mm-hmm. and making sure they have the energy level so they can learn, so they can open up their mind and feel like they're doing something and yep. be participating in sports, the proper hydration, the proper meal wheel that you you demonstrated, <laughs> which are all good. But we do have some links here with with uh, Columbus Health Department mm-hmm. and, and our particular area here, which is the same, you know, Department of Public Health divisions across the nation. We'll have uh, all that information as well, too. What overall, Latrice, if you had to say one thing, I mean, it's like, what is your, if you had a magic wand, what do we need, what do we all Americans need? What do we need to really focus on? What, what do we need to do to make sure that this, you know, I don't call it a crisis, but what would you say? What is, you know, most Americans, what, what, what do we need to pay attention to? One thing? Yes. Oh, you can do two things. Okay, I'm going to put it as a big picture. Okay, um, I like so that. So, of course, good nutrition is optimal for our health, but also pairing it with adequate sleep. Okay, I forgot about That's great that you said that. And, That's so true. Um, yeah. physical activity. Okay. I think if, if everyone could remember those three things and try to focus on a little bit of each of those, okay. I think our overall health would improve. Amen to that. Dylan Hansen. I think we can prescribe to that. Yeah. That's a good nutritional plan, and I love that a lot. That's good. Congratulations, Latrice, on your promotion. You're fantastic. Mm-hmm. You got the great energy. I assume, did you eat anything before you came here today? Uh, when was your last meal? Mm, <laughs> she, <laughs> she doesn't know, Dylan. Is it? Okay. Okay, I'll be Skip honest. My meal. last meal was lunch, my turkey sandwich. Okay. But I did have... I had a snack. I had some trail mix okay, before good. I came. Okay. Because I you, came from work. You did well, and you had some water and with I had us. Some water. And you engaged in some filtered water. That's good. <laughs> yep, and I'm going to have a taco salad for dinner. That sounds really good. Great. Well, next time we see each other, I guess you'll be you'll be a married woman. That'll yeah. be fantastic. Um, you're, fan, you're fabulous what you do. You're obviously very engaged, and you're passionate about how, how you handle that. I'm glad you. you found your passion in doing you know food and dietitian, and you're a registered dietitian now and director of these services here. Awesome job. Fantastic. And if you want to learn more about what Latrice is saying, she's got a lot of love to give. As Barry White would say, I got a lot of love to give because Mm -hmm. when it comes to nutrition, it is about love. Love yourself and make sure you do those balanced things that you just said. Get your rest, get the proper adequate meals and nutrition and make sure you get some activity. And Latrice says, you know what? You're setting a good table. Would that be fair? Yep. Table to success. Okay, sounds good. I like that. Table you, to success. Should I, should I say that? Should I put that on our podcast? Yeah. That's, that's what we're going to do to get people to watch this. That sounds good. They just need to see your face, and I'll say, we'll watch. It's good. <laughs> so, Latrice, if anybody, we're going to be able to see the pretty Latrice. You can see her and see what she's talking about only through WRBL.com, our video podcast. But audio versions, wherever you get your podcasts, from places just like Apple, Spotify, iHeart, 
those are some places you can capture the audio portions while you're traveling and listen to our podcast. And on social media, Bob Jeswell, WRBL, Facebook, and Instagram. Right there. Don't miss it. Fantastico, as I like to say. Latrice Love, thank you so much.